Beal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a shit in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What song is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with a Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today and on this Wednesday or whenever you're listening. This is the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Bazan, as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how's your week going? It's all right. I had actually go into work yesterday, so pretend like I'm working now. It kind of sucks. I had to get all dressed up, the commute, the whole thing. I'm like, man, I can't believe I did this five days a week. Holy cow. Yeah. So. I've, got, I've got to go in at some point soon here. I'm, I am not looking forward to this. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's uh, the grind, man. And it, there's not even any cars on the road, so I don't even have the rat race, but it just sucks. I'm I'm so drained from the day, and it drags so much more. I am just just want my little computer yeah. at home, you know? Oh, well, well, apparently you can't be as efficient working at home. That's what I hear anyway. That's that's <laughs> the rumor. Let me, let me get through this real quick. <laughs> we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports, underscore bros, underscore podcasts. And we're on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group, so search groups and type in our name. Again, that's Beltway Sports Bros. One last thing, please subscribe or follow, depending on your podcast app that you use, whatever podcast platform that is. It's 100% free. Subscribing does not mean you're paying for anything. It just means that you are following us. It'll download the newest episodes automatically, so you don't have to search for it. To start things off, the ongoing saga of the Washington whatevers. (laughs) (laughs) Some interesting news in this name change mess. There's a report from our good buddy, J.P. Finley. Hey, we're going to give him some credit on this, even though he doesn't like to do that with other people. Yeah, apparently not. But uh, we're happy to do that. We're professionals around here. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we uh, we give credit where credit's due. Even if you've been thinking of Washington FC for, I don't know, going on 15 to 20 years, ah, eh, you know, off a whim and throw it on Twitter. Let's see if it sticks. And put it out in the public three weeks ago. That's cool, though. Right. All good. Yeah. Thanks, JP. <laughs> anyway, the D.C. Congresswoman, Eleanor Holmes Norton, is prepared to bring a bill to Congress to buy federal land that currently houses RFK Stadium in an effort to build a new stadium as soon as the Redskins, surprise, surprise, change their name. Norton was interviewed by our good buddy JP and said, quote, this is unused federal land and the district can't afford because we have a height limit to have any land that goes unused. I couldn't get this bill through even when the Republicans controlled the House. So now I believe I can get it through only after the name is changed for the good of the District of Columbia. Norton continued on, there was only one place to hold those events and not having that place has for no good reason cost all those involved, including D.C., but above all, Dan Snyder, end quote. So I'll start a couple comments on this one, Noel, if that's all right. Go for it. Now, I actually listened to this interview. First time I've listened to Redskins Talk Pod or whatever the hell Let me interrupt called. you real quick. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, please you don't JP. Please yeah. don't JP me. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, but I believe what she's, what's coming out of her mouth. Um, I really do. I think that she really understands the need to have a new stadium in D.C. She understands what kind of revenue can be brought in, no doubt. I mean, this is going to have a retractable roof. This opens up so much opportunity for D.C. with Super Bowls, Final Fours, uh, 
college playoffs, etc. It's not just going to be 10 games of the preseason because, you know, playoffs, we can't really count or assume that's going to happen. But um, <laughs> to me, the only place for this is DC for a new stadium. If it's changing the name, which I know you're staunchly against, you know, I'm all for it. But Snyder's probably going to have to pay for the majority of the stadium. I think even even he knows at this point that it's a short-term loss for a long-term gain, but this would change everything for the franchise. I really believe that. I think that having that stadium in the middle of Maryland, Virginia would make it easier for travel. No more three-hour traffic issues there. One thing that you mentioned before about Ryan specifically that you know, the new generation doesn't even want the name change. And I was thinking about this. There is no new generation for the Redskins, if you really think about it. Maybe Ryan is because he's, I don't know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't consider him on the, on the level of an, a normal 11-year-old who roots for the Redskins. So right. as you could have heard by that Friday's episode. <laughs> but I mean, the new generation's wearing purple and black. Let's be honest. The Redskins are not an exciting team to root for. And that's why I think that having the stadium in D.C. is really going to give the Redskins a, a real jolt of adrenaline. I mean, the attendance, the traffic, the the fan experience, and even the name. I think the newer generation is, a lot of them are against the name. So therefore, I think it's going to be kind of a new starting point. It's going to really turn the corner, regardless if they're called the Red Tails, the Red Shitheads, whatever. <laughs> This is what this franchise needs. They need it to be in D.C., and I'm all for it. You done? What are your thoughts? First off, all it takes for support for a franchise, and we've seen that, whether it be for the Capitals, the Nationals, whomever, even hell, even D.C. United, is to win fucking games. All right? They'll come back, believe me, tenfold. Everybody wants the Redskins to be a winner. D.C. Well, can I say something real quick before you start? Sure. Go ahead. I'm uh, I'm going to JP on this one. Yeah. They were winning when Alex Smith was here. They were 6-3 and three playing the Texans, and nobody showed up for that game. So I don't know if that's necessarily the case, Noel. And I know that, that team was a house of cards. You're, you're going down a completely different... No, I'm just different, I'm telling you, I don't think here. winning is everything. The, the stadium is in, in a shitty location. The team hasn't been good for, a, for three decades. That team was boring as shit to watch. Nobody was there. The The tickets are ridiculously expensive. It costs an exorbitant amount to park. There are so many other factors, Matt. It's not because of the fucking name. It's always been that. They, they yeah. were packed when RG3 was there. Oh, my God. Why are we going down this road? Look, all right, we're supposed to be talking about the freaking um, stadium. Let's talk about the stadium. Right. At the end of the day, yes, of course, we're in agreement. DC needs the stadium there. It always made sense. RFK is just a ghost town location, and it's a decrepit location that they're not doing anything with the land. You started off with saying that Eleanor Norton, the congresswoman that has been nothing but a bullshitter and done nothing for the district in decades, okay? This will be her third attempt to purchase that land. Her third attempt. The other two didn't even hit the floor. They caught no traction. There was nothing about the name then. Her own council people, the reason why they didn't do it isn't because they were called the Redskins. It wasn't because of Daniel Snyder. It wasn't that. They wanted to utilize the land for other things and utilize taxpayers' money towards something else. That's why the stadium's not there. Now she can throw this little bullshit spin on it all she wants to that, well, now that if he changes the name, ha ha ha, throw that carrot out there, she's not going to get it through. The federal government is not going to give that land up. This will be her third strike on it. Now all of a sudden, and like, and I've said this on a previous cast, Matt, that this is bullshit. 
They're going to change the name. And I said this, quote unquote, they're going to change the name and they're going to get fucked on the DC deal. Guaranteed. You first, Norton, this time. You first. Say, I will get this deal through, Snyder. The only caveat, once I get this deal through is, you need to change the name. Let's try it that way. You first, Miss Ain't Accomplished Jack Shit. You don't even have a damn vote in Congress. All right? <laughs> so let's slow down with this woman having power to say, hey, I'm a shaker and a mover here. Nobody gives a shit about you in Congress. Okay? So don't try to throw this crap because I know in 2018, you were holding hands and putting that hand up with Mayor Boyer, excuse me, with Mayor Bowser, and saying, bring it home, bring it home, bring it home. Remember all that, everyone? Everybody forgot about that summer two years ago when we were talking about this shit. And you know what the council told her? This is how much power Norton had. She doesn't even have power in her own city, <laughs> right. let alone in the U.S. representatives. District 6 guy told her to go fuck herself. We're not doing it. It's not happening. We're not putting a stadium there. Not because it's a Redskins name, because they wanted park facilities. They wanted buildings because they have a serious housing issue in D.C. for low-income housing. So we're not putting another damn stadium there for some billionaire. It had nothing to do with the name. Nothing. So this lady coming across now and saying, Ball's in your court, Daniel. Bullshit. And that's what this was about. So we can go down this other road of name changes and generational effects and all this crap. But this lady said that if Daniel changes the name, that we will be getting this passed. And that is a hoax. She can't guarantee that by any stretch, of course, but I'm just saying that... She couldn't even get it on the floor, man. Well. She couldn't even get it as a vote, let alone to have it vote and fail. If you can't even get it on the floor, you got a hell of a lot of work to do, dear. Really a hell of a lot of work to do. I mean, it's a joke. Everybody laughs at her when she comes in the, in the House of Representatives. She has no power there. She's like Puerto Rico, dude. <laughs> And it is concerning. I mean, Dan Snyder, and we've covered this before, gave a million dollars to the Trump campaign and the guy's the president and he can't even get the thing on the floor. I know that he's right. not a part of the House of Representatives, but yeah, it's concerning. And I think it's a, it's not a great chance, but at least you're saying there's a chance. You know? I will guarantee zero chance. Right. They could change it to what Congresswoman Norton chooses and say, yes, I'd really like this to be the red tails. I think that that goes along with what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. And I'm going to fill that spot out when I file red tails, Daniel. We're good. And you know what? Everybody's going to do what they did the last two times and say, get back. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the Wizards. Unfortunately, some bad news here. But yesterday, the Wizards announced in a press release that, quote, Bradley Beal will not participate in the NBA's 2019-2020 restart in Orlando due to a right rotator cuff injury. Wizards GM Tommy Shepard chimed in on the decision and said, quote, Bradley Beal did everything possible to be ready to play, but after closely monitoring his individual workouts, we came to the conclusion that it was best for him to sit out the upcoming games in Orlando and avoid the risk of further injury. Although he was able to play through the majority of the season with the injury, the layoff from March until now did not leave us feeling comfortable that he would have enough time to be ready to perform at the extremely high level we are all accustomed to seeing. 
and agreed that not participating in the games in Orlando was a right decision. Now, Bradley Beal added his two cents as well. Quote, this was a difficult decision and one that I did not take lightly as a leader of this team. I wanted to help my teammates compete for a playoff spot in Orlando, but I also understand that this will be the best for all of us in the long term. End quote. No, what are your thoughts on this? Right is right. I, I told you so. And th- this looked like they were throwing out little seeds over about a week. Yeah. You know, it. but I hadn't even really heard anything about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. Now they're mulling it over out of where? And yes, I did know that he had a shoulder issue prior to and that he was kind of fighting through the season to a certain extent. But it seemed like they were planting these seeds a little bit that this might not happen. And and then all of a sudden, when we saw this article, I was like, oh, he's not going to play. He, he might play, but he's at least going to go with the team. And then the next day, it's, oh, his shoulder's injured, so he's not going to go at all. And it was just like, what? All this, all this talk of them going down there to potentially make a push and the Bertans thing. And I, yes, I was irritated about that. But now that I've had moments to reflect, screw it. Now, especially now that Beal is out of it, what are we going to do? I mean, we're just going to be a punching bag and it's basically going to be like Summer League. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. I, I feel like Shepard pushed for this whole thing. And to what end now? And the, the unfortunate thing is there were some other teams in front of them that it looked like they might have a little bit of an opportunity to move up or or make a tiny bit of noise. No, I mean, because I was, I was going to say Oladipo's out, Durant, of course, right. Jordan, Chandler. I mean, it, there was a possibility. I mean, that, that you're talking about a lot of the Nets players that they could have jumped. And that's the team that I was focusing in on. I mean, that's the team that they have to pretty much get up to. It started to look like, okay, Wiz don't have all the pieces either, but it's not like the Nets are, aren't beatable. That's a doable thing if you can get within that four games or whatever the hell the calculation is at this point. And that was doable, but now it's, I mean, who are you starting? Where are we going with this? Or uh, all of a sudden now Grant's gone from go-go to starter or Garrison Matthews at the two? I mean, holy shit. We're talking about Summer League, basically. I don't know. No, man. I mean, this is this is know. officially the Summer League team. It's not even like a hybrid if you really look down, other than Mahinmi. Hachimura would even be in the Summer League if they had it, probably. You know, so yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Even with Bertans out, op- opting to play, I mean, I was kind of excited. And then this, they were going to be somewhat competitive, I feel like, with Beal in there. I mean, I was looking at his stats. The, the average that he had after the All-Star break, and I know it was a shortened All-Star break, was as good as really four players, and two of those were Jordan. Doing it. Maybe he doesn't want to fuck up his stats. Maybe. I, I don't I don't. No, and like I said, I feel like the uh, the window was was kind of opening a little bit, was getting a little bit wider with these Nets yeah. injuries or positive tests, whatever they were, but I'm heartbroken over it. You, you're, I'm more heartbroken over this than the Redskins name change, honestly. I can't. You know, it's that's that's you know, but to say that he's quote unquote injured is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. You mean you tell me this guy has he had four months off, he couldn't get this rotator cuff thing worked out. He has the best doctors in the world working on him. Okay, give me a fucking break. There's a reason why they're calling this an injury. Of course, he's not going to lose the 2.4 million for sitting out and just saying I don't want to play. Now, if he actually travels. With the team, which I know that that was said a couple days ago, that he was unsure and he's still going to travel. I haven't seen an update on that, but at the s- he's not. No, he's officially. Oh, he's officially he's not. not. So then it's absolute bullshit. He's officially not. Based on the press conference that Shepard had today, um, he is not going to travel and he's going to continue rehab and and quote unquote knock it out. Yeah, great. He's not going to require surgery or anything, any other bullshit like that. So this was like I said before with the Berton situation. If if this COVID shit had never happened. 
both of them would have been playing. They would have fought through it. If, and this is a big if, Beal has some type of issue with his shoulder. Let's say it's a small percentage, okay, that he fought through it for a certain period of time and he wasn't able to get the full exercises in because of this situation. He couldn't do it on a day-to-day like he could go into the facility and things like that. Let's just just bear with me for just a second. What is the payoff? Again, and you argued the wall situation. It's the same deal. Matt, this team with or without Beal, even with Bertans, wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Yes, we're selfish. We haven't had basketball for a long time. We wanted to see a showcase. Like I said before, we wanted to see 150. I don't care if they lost 150 to 135 or whatever it is. But I really believe, and I've said this before, that I think this team can do some work next year. I really do. And for Beal to come back, play eight games, even if there's a 5% issue with his shoulder. What is the payoff? You're going from zero to 100. Everybody is, okay? though. They're going to knock out. Everybody is. The, uh, these other teams, believe me, the ones that are going to have their full complement of their roster think they have a fucking chance. Guys are starting to drop like flies. And I think that, yes, I would have loved to have seen Beal. Hell, I would have rather had Bertans there than Beal, to be honest with you. I know what Beal can bring to the table. But I, I would have liked to have seen him just have one last hurrah to just feel that connection one more time with this team before yeah. free agency to get that vibe and not just see him on TV. Just like you say, Oh yeah, uh, definitely, man. We'll definitely hang out this <laughs> summer. You know, like after you see somebody at spring break that you just met and you're like, Oh yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta hang. Like when we get back, you never talk to that fucking person again. Have to look at them in the eyes and tell them that type of thing, you know? Exactly. 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 Versus like, Oh yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah, totally. Like, enjoy Orlando. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Like, yeah, right. So that's the reason why I wanted him there was to just to get that vibe with crazy Wagner again and guys jumping on him when he makes a three and things like that and get that aura of a team again that he's not getting. Beal, whatever. He's the leader of the team. He's waiting on Wall to come back and hope that they can make one last splash. That's what I'm waiting on. I want to get this shit over with, especially now that Beal's out and move on. You're, you're taking it a lot harder than I am. I just need sports back. To touch on what you said before about Tommy Shepard, I mean, this is especially bad for him, you know, because apparently, like we, we said before, he pushed really hard to make this happen, you know, behind the scenes. So yep. lobbied, you know, really and for, for the Wizards to be included. And now without their three best players, and yes, I'm throwing in Mr. 110% over there. Look, look, I'm in staffing, so I kind of relate this in a a lot of ways. You don't go to a manager that you work with, and he wants to hire your candidate. And then you say, yeah, he's definitely going to take the job. Absolutely, 100%. But you don't go and talk to the candidate first. What's going to happen? You can't deliver that candidate to take this job. That fucker's never going to talk to you again, right? right? This is the exact same situation. Now, Shepard looks like an asshole. He should have gone and said, hey, Beal, hey, Wall, hey, Bertans, if I'm going to push for this... I really need to know the probability of you playing because I don't want to look like a dickhead to the people that I have these relationships with. I don't think that Wall was ever a factor in that anyway. And I don't think that, uh, I don't think Shepard went on to look, man. We're like, we're going to make some noise in this thing. Hey, you're like, we're going to have our backcourt back and, you know, we're going to have this and we're going to be guns blazing when we come out for this thing, Mr. Silver, sir. I don't think he was doing all that. He was saying, hey, I look. also don't think that they expected a summer league team to be highlighted. No, no, absolutely. 
But also, I don't think that they anticipated that the Pacers wouldn't have Oladipo and there's guys dropping off. I mean, there are players that, teams that actually can be somewhat competitive that might not have their complement. Silver doesn't give a shit about the Wizards. He's like, they ain't going anywhere anyway. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. It puts egg on Shepard's face. I agree with that. But you're right. If he went up to these guys and said, hey, look, we're in, guys. You got to be in. And I get that. But... It didn't transpire that way. I think it's for the greater good at the end of the day. Hopefully this doesn't have to happen again where he has to go to Silver with hat in hand and say, sorry, man, I effed up the last time. Uh, give me another chance. That's what another I'm chance. saying. Like, uh, So what, what chance? Sil- Silver's like, Don Corleone? <laughs> Like, what is he going to go to him? Hey, um, so could you yeah, give us another home game, like a, another national game? Uh, well, remember <laughs> what happened during COVID, son? It just messes up your relationships so. with people. But here, here's the thing that I just thought of. What if they, by some miracle, what if they make the playoffs? Does Beal come back for that? No, he's done, man. He wouldn't come back for that. To do what? You're talking, they'd be playing for about, what, two weeks, three weeks in the regular season, something like that, and then they come back? The reason why they're giving it this way is, first off, their facilities, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you've looked it up, they can only practice for about 45 minutes, okay? They haven't even done five-on-fives. If this guy has a remnants of an injury, this is your franchise we're talking about here, okay? So, what do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to do Jordan with the 45 number and come midway and then just start beasting it against, what, the Bucks? Like, well, wait, like he's going to come in for four, like, hey, guys, I'm back, and then just start coming in and just guns blaze. It's just not going to happen. It's over, Matt. It's over. I'm going to watch it anyway. I wish it was different. Mm. I wish they had their full complement. Hell, I wish that Wall was there and just see if they could just say, "Do you?" No, <laughs> I wish that I wish that all of them were there in a perfect world. What a amazing story it would have been if they got their full complement. They're the nine seed. They come in, they kill it, they get to the eight spot, right? And they just make this run. Bertans bombing all over the place. Walls running down the court, dishing it out to Beal. It would just be a glorious thing, but it's dead and buried. Next season, I hope that we can have this and have our full complement of guys. They bring Bertans back. They get whomever else they feel can fit the mold for this team. And then we can be happy. It was very sketchy the way it happened. He ain't injured. But whatever, it's done anyway. They saw the writing on the wall and they said, let's shut it down. Well, lucky for Beal, he gets to keep his $2.4 million and um, everybody's happy. Win-win. The fans that have followed his career and the Wizards and the Bullets and everything. But this is stupid. It's disappointing. I'm genuinely pissed off. I just want to have some joy in my life somewhere. I really do. It's yet another thing. Yet another thing to stare out the friggin' window and just hope something good comes along. And, you know, thanks. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate (laughs) that. Thanks, (laughs) Panda. All right, well, that'll do it for today. On Friday, we will be covering another installment of Top 5 Friday. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll we'll come up with something pretty good. A little more fun than last week. Yeah, it'll be magical. Well, it was fun last week. Ryan was there, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And then, um, as always, we are on all major podcast platforms, and please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. I can't say that enough. Please share it. Thank you for liking the post, but please share it. Share. That's (laughs) S-H-A-R-E. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday.